Welcome to First Generation Burden, a podcast dedicated to immigrants in the creative community. My name is Rich Tu, and I'm your host. So this is a very special episode featuring a really good friend of mine. His name is Luck Sarabaya Venezia. He's the founder of the Ani Ramen Group. If you're a longtime listener or heard my interview on the Welfare Podcast, you know I'm a part of that family through the series of large-scale murals I've done for them going back to 2014, uh, many, many moons ago. And as I'm sure you know, the restaurant industry has been heavily affected by the pandemic, and Luck and the Ani team are doing something really cool, which is forming a nonprofit geared towards feeding communities and frontline workers, which we talk about. Also, we get into the creation of Ani all those years ago and what the restaurant and hospitality industry might look like after this pandemic. It's a really good interview, um, so check it out. Before all that, though, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, drop a review. We have a few more special drops, so be on the lookout for those Also, uh, just FYI, my audio gets a little funky in the middle during the interview. Zoom has been really clutch, but sometimes it's been fickle. Uh, But it doesn't last that long, so it's barely noticeable. But without further ado, here's our conversation with restaurateur extraordinaire and hospitality addict, self-proclaimed Luck Sarabaya Venezia. All right, Luck Sarabaya Venezia. What's up, brother? Good to see you again via Zoom. What's up, Rich? What's up, yep. Rich? How you doing? Great to be on, man. Thanks for joining us on First Generation Burden. Stay home edition. I've kind of retired the stay home edition because it's, we're probably just going to be doing the podcast through this anyway, so it's just First Gen Burden straight up. But you are the founder of Ani Ramen and also part of that group, which is also moving into uh, a couple new concepts, Rock City Pizza Co. and Bang Bang Chicken. So I'd love to have you start the podcast the way we do with all of our guests, where it tells us a little bit about who you are and where you're from. Sounds good. So my name is Luck Sarabayabnesia. I am the founder of Ani Ramen House. We opened up in 2014. Uh, we currently have five restaurants and uh, four more on the way. We were actually gearing up for our most epic year for our restaurant group. We had we had one location in 2014. We opened another one in 2017. And 2019 was just a monster year for us. We opened up three locations. We opened up Summit. Harborside Industry Kitchen in Jersey City, and also on Makewood location, um, which you know all of them because of all your wonderful murals in the places. But you know, 2019 was a roller coaster, right? Opening three restaurants in one year compared to having just two in three. And this year was supposed to be our year. You know, 2020 was the year we had four openings. We had Aniram in at Nork in the Haynes Building, uh, behind Whole Foods, next to Marcus Samuelson. We also had Ani Ram going to American Dream inside that huge entertainment and shopping venue. Uh, we also were going to uh, Rutgers, New Brunswick. Wow. And the last was Old Cranford, New Jersey. Grounds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we had a couple nights there studying, of course. <laughs> Only studying. That's all that happened uh, in undergrad. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, so to go from gearing up and building with your team for four openings in one year and, you know, three or four other LOIs out there go coming to a complete halt all within less than five days. It's unreal. There's nothing that can prepare you for that. Right. Yeah. You know, we got the, sure. we got the news that we had to close down at 10 o'clock. Then the next day we found out that the virus could spread like wildfire. And we we're like, you know what? It's better that we just actually shut down our operations. And when we made the announcement, people were like, Oh, you guys are jumping to conclusions. It's crazy. Why would you shut down? And we're like, you know what? Better safe than sorry, right? What's the worst that can happen? We shut down a week or two early. 
but our staff remains safe. And that's what we did. We decided to make the call. We shut down early and we just had so much food left in all of our restaurants, like wow. an unreal amount that we could serve probably thousands. And that's what we do in a week, right? So we had our orders in, we had the food, our vendors weren't taking it back and we just had to make the best out of the worst case scenario. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys were ahead of the curve, but you know, in a really fortuitous way where you were able to offset like any problems down the road and also just kept, uh, kept your people safe. Yeah. You know, we had that opportunity to do so, but you know, with all that food and that wastage, we said, instead of making this go to waste, let's find a way to uh, give out the ultimate family meal for all of our employees. Uh, family meal for those that don't know in the restaurant industry is a time right before we open our service. We gather, it's like a pre-shift meeting. We talk about how the night's going to go and we all break bread together. We all eat together. The chefs make a nice little meal. It's like family. Everyone comes to the table. We eat, we talk shit, we have a good time and then we go back into, into service, right? We focus for the night. Uh, and we're like, let's have the ultimate family giveaway. We had we prepared like 3,000 meals. Wow. It started off as let's feed our staff Yeah. and then we're like, wait a minute, we could be closed for a month. Let's invite all our regulars. And then by the time we look up, our chefs are like, we got like 3,000 meals. I'm like, great. Well, let's call Sun Noodle. Like, we'll match you. And then we want to go from 3,000 to 7,000. We wound up serving 14 to 15,000 meals in one day. Wow. Out of all, in one day, uh, out of all of our locations. And like, we saw everybody on there. We saw everybody, all of our regulars. We saw families. We saw those that needed a meal. We saw those that were just missing out on the fact that they knew they were going to have, you know, some great ramen in New Jersey for yeah. the next two months or so. And that's where it spun off. You know, we're like hospitality addicts. The next day, we're like, wait, th this is real. We're shut now. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's nothing to do. Yeah. It, it was a tough time. You know, myself, Israel, Kathleen, Julian, the rest of the partners, we had to let go of close to 200 people wow. in one day. Yeah, That was tough. Uh, we called all of our managers personally. We let them know what was going on. But we're like, what do we do now? You know, when, you, when you're stuck at home, you're like safe at home. Let me clarify. When you're safe at home, you're... You're like hospitality addicts. We're used to the thank yous. We're used to the energy. We're used to the smiles. We're used to serving people, right? Nobody gets in this industry because of the dope profit margins and how crazy easy it is. It's yeah. long ass hours, horrible margins. You got to love serving people to be in this industry. And that's what we did. Uh, we said, let's find a way to serve our community during this time. And that's how we came up with the concept of Be Awesome Feed Somebody. Gotcha. our good friend, Mark, Mark Bustos. He yeah. runs Be Awesome to somebody. Um, can we just start? I would love to talk about the beginning of Ani Ramen back yep. in 2014. Um, and again, like you and I have known each other for a really long time um, where uh, we were basically kids back in New Jersey, uh, you know, in our similar friend circle, just like hanging out, being dumb. And then, uh, like you're saying, you were a hospitality addict. And I remember you... Uh, you were part of the OG uh, Beauty and Essex crew in New York, um, help open exactly. that. Uh, yep. And then I remember we would have like a lot of great nights there, speaking of hospitality. And then one day you were like, hey, we're going to start uh, Ani Ramen or a ramen concept in New Jersey. And I remember I, I thought it was, I thought you were going to be awesome at it because I knew what your capabilities were and also your, your business acumen. I remember thinking, wow, it would be dope if I could just do like a mural somewhere and then you were like, Hey, let's just do this thing. And then it was like such a, a, a great coming together of energy at the first Montclair space and your, your tie. And there was this part of your mom's tie restaurant. It was like such a like mom and pop, like set up at the beginning. Now it's this massive thing. Can you talk a little bit about how that all came together? Yeah, man, it's surreal. Thinking about when we first started knowing each other from 14, 15 years old, b-boying, crashing <laughs> other people's high school, you know, 
yeah. proms and <laughs> and dances and going out and just trying to b-boy and crashing all the house parties that we could, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. So coming was, full circle. Every weekend, it was always either a cotillion, a sweet 16, um, or someone's, like, just random wedding who, who knew we were, we were always, yeah, always finding a, every, a new thing every weekend. And it was even back then, I was like, oh, dope. Rich, what are you doing? You're like, just bombing, just some graffiti, just doing this. <laughs> so seeing you sketch what you did 20-something years ago and to see it come full circle into our first location was surreal. Because, you know, Ann and I were sitting there and we're like, great, this is the budget. And they were like, Ann's like, so you have no budget. <laughs> she was like, this is when you have to tap, you know, you got to reach deep. You got to go into people. You got to find out. There are people like you that are now that are grinding that would love to help you out because you would do the same for them. Reach deep, find out who we can do this for. And then I'm like going through the names. I Every time I forget someone's name or forget the title of a movie or anything, I start doing the alphabet thing. I'm like, A, A, B, B, B. And I get to see, Anne's like, Rich, stop. R's really far. Rich. <laughs> Ask Rich. Call him right now. He'll do it. I'm like, man, he's slammed right now. She's like, I've been to the last six of his shows. And if we had more money, we would have bought everything. She's like, just ask me, see what happens. And that was, a, that was a weird call for me because the concept just started. Like I called you before I even had the menu down. I was yeah. like, so rich. We're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to open a restaurant. I'm going to go out and do something crazy. I'm going to leave the safe corporate restaurant world and roll the dice on ourselves as a wonderful concept. Can you do something? And in the back of my mind, I knew I was pitching to you something small, but I already knew we had like a, 20 foot wall <laughs> for you to attack. I was like, Oh, he's going to kill me when he sees this wall. <laughs> what was your reaction when you first saw it? You're like, <laughs> it was exciting. Well, I remember thinking it was a bigger wall than I had used to, that I had been used to like working on in some capacity, yeah. but also, yeah, that goes 2014. And I was during the day working at Bravo TV and I would, uh, that was at universal NBC universal over 30 rock. So I would start my day at 30 rock. And then I would go take the, the, the New Jersey transit train to, uh, to New Jersey. And then I would sleep at my parents' house because it was like 20 minutes from Montclair. And then I did that for like a, a week and a half. But then it, it took longer. That, that, that was the longest mural that I've ever done, as opposed to like now where it's like a much faster process. But I was, I was remember, I was discovering like how I would do that stuff. And um, I love how like you were like, let's try to see the projector. You're like, nope. Doesn't even work. It kind of does all freehand. I was like, I'm so sorry. I really wasn't, but I was saying it to make you feel better because you had to bang that out in like two weeks. It was unreal. I mean, that's such a part of, you know, Ani's identity, you know, going back to it. Because when you talk about a restaurant nowadays, you know, long gone are the days of having just good food and then having a full restaurant. You can't just have great atmosphere and have a full restaurant. You can't just have a great service. You need all three now, right? You have great food, great service, great atmosphere. And the missing factor that people don't really talk about is energy. And that creates, it sets the tone. Like when someone comes into Ani and they see our logo outside or the brand, seeing like a rich tomb mural inside at all of our locations, it's just like, it's a, it's such a part of who Ani is, what it, what it's all about. You know, most people don't even know that there are three brothers on the first Ani Montclair mural for all three boys, which yeah. is absolutely crazy. Like the boys walk in and they see that. And it's like, it, they look at it as if they had like their own signature shoe deal. So <laughs> they sit down and look at me like, oh, that's me, by the way. <laughs> like Rich 2 did that for me. Like they, the, the pride they have, it's unreal legacy, man. It's crazy. That's awesome. Like, well, what I love about Ani Ramen is that 
you bring, I think, your nightlife energy sensibilities to a family restaurant where, just like you're saying, it's, it's good energy the second you walk in the door and you just want to experience the atmosphere. Um, and you just want to hear, like, even, like, the ambient sounds of people enjoying themselves, like, you know, talking. It's, um, it, it's just good vibes the whole way through. It's, like, really intrinsic to the identity. Like, what? And, you know, when you were asking before, like, when it went from the first location to the large restaurant group it is now, it's great to hear and just to, you know, take a step back and appreciate sometimes because, you know, when people say mom and pop restaurant versus, like, a large restaurant group, all it is is structure. Like I feel mom and pop restaurant groups have everything going for them. They have mm -hmm. the hospitality. They do have the energy. They care more than anyone because the owners are there from, you know, opening to closing. They just don't have kind of the structure and the pieces in play to scale their business. You know, I was fortunate enough to surround myself with people that are better than me and, and you know, see talent from afar and bring them on to see the, to see the vision. You know, with people like partners like Julian, Kathleen, Israel, and the rest of the team, it's easy coming to work because they push it. You know, the goal for Ani was always to have three restaurants, one yeah. for each son, call it a day. <laughs> and as we brought on the partners, they were like, well, you know what? I need to have one or two. And then, you know, bring on Israel. He's like, three, what are we talking about? We're going to do 10. You know, Julian's a beast and he's like, he can do 10 restaurants with his eyes closed. So every person that we brought back on, we brought into the company, from our new director of development, Kevin Cox, Erica, Erica Gillespie, our new director, um, our VP of ops, like our team is stacked and ready for growth. And I love it because most of the time when a team grows, it's like, it has this like, you lose that family feeling. And this has been the opposite. Like during COVID, the silver lining is our team has gotten so tight. The amount of Zoom calls and stuff we're having now, like even though I'm not like hanging out with you, we're not hitting like a restaurant or a bar, having a drink elsewhere like it feels good to be on a zoom video to yeah. see somebody see a smile right it's true like love the fam god bless but if i see one more kid throwing a ball my way <laughs> <laughs> right or i make one more dinner i'm like it's over so yeah during this time working on all of our content and launching the nonprofit and seeing where ani is and no one's giving up everyone's still very hopeful it's inspiring man it's like you don't have time to you don't have time to look down. You're like your your head is always held high. It's always picked up by the rest of your team. So that's been a blessing. Right. So so now uh, with with COVID with the pandemic, obviously the whole restaurant industry is is reconsidering what the next steps are. Like rethinking that. Um, I know like basically every industry is. And uh, right now, Ani's pivoting into a nonprofit concept with Rock City Pizza Co. and Bang Bang Chicken. Can you talk a little bit about that? And also, I saw that you started offering Ani meals or, or packaged meals as well. Like, what are the pivots that you and your group are, are going through? And, and also, what do you think the larger pivots are for the restaurant industry as a whole? You know, it's tough for the restaurant industry because we're here to serve people, but it's one that you're surrounded by so many people. And the goal for every restaurant is not only to serve people, but to get as many bodies into those seats as possible, right? You have to, you have to get the sales. You have to create the revenue to make sure that you're taking care of your, your staff. So for Ani, we're a community restaurant. We have community tables. We knew that with COVID, regardless if we do 50% or 100%, back to 100% capacity, things are going to change. We can't jam 10 people in a small community table anymore. Uh, those days are long gone. It's going to be a pivot. And we don't know when things will go back to, you know, air quote, normal, right? When does normal, when does that begin? Um, 
after 9-11, things changed at the airports and it took us a long time to get used to. But at the end of the day, we did make the necessary adjustments and pivots and we got used to it. Like it was the norm. You'd walk up, you'd, you'd pack light, you knew you had to take off your shoes, jacket, hat, belts, gloves, cell phones, and you just walk through. Eventually there will be a norm of operating at restaurants and we'll get used to it before it goes back to normal. But in the meantime, restaurants have to figure out how do you pivot? How do you get those sales back? Otherwise, you're going to be letting go of a lot of people. Besides the government, the restaurant is the largest sector that employs this nation, right? You think about one restaurant and what it takes for a small Montclair 40-seat restaurant, but we have 50 employees, right? And that support, those 50 employees, what they make goes right back into the communities. So for us, we had to pivot. We knew that ramen didn't travel well, so we wanted to go to two concepts that we were going to launch at the end of 2020 already, and we just slid it up. So we knew that Detroit pizza is something that we fell in love with a long time ago. We were working on that for the past six to nine months. We decided to launch that now. And Bang Bang Chicken, which is Thai rotisserie chicken and Thai fried chicken. Um, Thai rotisserie has been in you know my family for a long time. And we knew that if we had an opportunity to provide discounted meals at this time, just to make things a little bit easier for those at home, you know, we had to do it. We, I mean, look at all the pros. We get to hire back our staff. We get to feed the community at a lower price than normal. I mean, we're talking a whole meal for a family of four, a whole chicken with sides and rice for, for $17 mm-hmm. or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Normally it's a $30 meal. Uh, pizzas that we normally sell for over $20, we're selling for $12. Wow. Uh, we also give the people, our guests, the opportunity to donate back, to buy a meal for someone in need. So at half the cost, you can buy a pizza for 6 bucks or buy a whole chicken meal for $9.00. And it goes to, first, the frontliners that are working right now. It's ridiculous that our frontliners have to worry about a meal at night at the hospital because, you know, their cafeteria and their food services are shut down. Like, they're working 14-hour shifts, and they're giving nothing. You have to pack yourself, right? Right. So right. we're providing meals for all the hospitals and our frontliners work every single night. And the best part about it is that at between 8 and 9 p.m., you can walk up to our restaurants and come pick up a pizza or pick up a chicken, no questions asked. You just keep walking. You walk up, you line up, you pick up, you keep going. And it's for everybody. We started off just saying, hey, let's get back to the restaurant industry because everyone lost their job. But we're like, you know, our busters, our servers, our bartenders, like my sister lost her job. She does this. My brother, my husband lost their job. They do this. So we're like, you know what? Let's open it up to everybody. And that's been great. Serving those that have been supporting us for the past six years is really where it's at. I mean, we're not making a dollar. It's a nonprofit. Anything we make goes back into just buying more meals. Yeah. And that's for all, for both concepts. Eventually we launch these concepts. Eventually, you know, the community that we support, we feel very strong will support us, but now is the time to give if you're able to. So was the intent always like, let's say the pandemic had never happened. Was the intent always to open up rock city pizza and bang, bang chicken. As Absolutely. Cities, but, but not within the Ron, the Ani space or it was meant no, to be. No, at separate locations. We were looking, yeah, we were looking at multiple locations. We found one in Montclair that we signed a lease for. We were looking for two spaces in Jersey City. So all these restaurant concepts fall under Montclair Hospitality Group. First concept was Ani Ramen House. The second concept for Montclair Hospitality Group was Rock City Pizza Co., which is Detroit-style pizza. And the third concept is Bang Bang Chicken, which is Thai rotisserie and Thai fried chicken. Got it. And then talk about the partners that you brought in. Like I know uh, Mark Bustos. Yeah, we brought in four campaign ambassadors. Mark yeah. uh, being a celebrity hairstylist. And there you go. 
really, yeah, he's, he's a celebrity hairstylist, but, you know, what we all know Mark from back in the day, but what everyone loves about Mark isn't his crazy haircuts or his fades or his shops. It's the fact that on Sundays he gives back. Right? Yeah. And that's how the nonprofit really started up. I'm like, Mark, what are you doing? Right now? He's like, well, I can't give haircuts. I can't give back. And his charity is be awesome to somebody. I was like, well, he's like, I can't be awesome to somebody. Let's do something together. Let's make it work. We can feed people during his time. And he were like, great, be awesome, feed somebody. Uh, it takes over six to nine months to launch a 501c3 nonprofit. I was like, Mark, we'd love to piggyback off your nonprofit and feed our communities right now. Are you down? He was like, in, whatever you need. He opened up his legal team, his promotion, his social advertising. He brought on great people. He made an, a crazy effort. Like He donates his not only time and energy and his contacts, but he he's, goes to Jersey City and he, he's asked to help out. Um, we've said no to a lot of people that wanted to volunteer because we wanted to create more jobs for our staff members. But these are guys that have been, me and Mark and I have been trying to work together the past three years and this is just the perfect time to make it happen. Yeah. Um, also one of our, uh, Ani members, um, along, you know, most people don't know, but you know, just Blaze is actual an Ani Ramen investor member as well. Um, just like, kind of like, like you started rich doing our murals, believe the vision, then invested. And that's what just Blaze is. He's a partner, but then he became a brand ambassador. He threw an amazing uh, lineup and event on Saturday. Put oh, on yeah. City. I mean, that lineup on was Twitch. crazy. Yeah, it was unreal. Um, I saw Questlove posted have, it too. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, oh, Questlove knows Ani Ramen? That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, Scary Jones from Z100 and also Victor Cruz. And these are all four campaign ambassadors that have come to Ani Ramen. Yeah. Victor They've Cruz, shout out to Patterson. Families. Yes, Harrison, New Jersey, Victor Cruz, and Just Blaze, and that's where Kumak is too, uh, Martin Glasson. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So yeah, I mean, with these four campaign masters have made it really easy for us. You know, they share their vision, they have great followers, and once we said we were giving back to New Jersey, everyone just jumped on board. We had dreams of launching a Kickstarter and getting $10,000 for one location. We're up to almost $60,000 yeah. in less than 30 days. We're about ten, ten to $15,000 away from hitting our goal. Right. And that goal goes to supporting all four or five of our nonprofits. Right now, we've turned our Jersey location around for the nonprofit. Next up is our Montclair location. And then we're going to Maplewood and Summit. So in, going from one restaurant that's served over 25,000 meals already to opening up the next three, we're going to hit our goal of serving over 100,000 meals. And then it's, you know, people always ask, why'd you put a goal for the amount of numbers? You got you to gotta aim for a high number that you think you can't reach. And then once you do, you realize there's because of the collaborative efforts of all the campaign ambassadors and those that support you. You know, we didn't want to go in this thinking, hey, we'll serve a thousand meals. Well, we could have done it from one location. Right. We wanted to shoot for the stars. We have four locations that we're turning around during this time, which is crazy to me. Uh, and, you know, you also mentioned we launched our Ani Ramen kits. You know, we didn't forget about our ramen lovers that have, really support us for the last six years and we wanted to find a way to get them uh, our ramen to their house so we partnered up with sun noodle and created our cpg and now we have ani ramen kits available for purchase uh we launch in the next couple of weeks at your home how is that, how complicated is that to get done because when i saw that i was like wow you have the packaging you have like that physical product inside like uh, and obviously we we've been in the uh, the pandemic for about two months, but that that's a short amount of time to to get something like that, like a full product, out the door. Like, what what were the complexities with that? 
you know, we're, you know, you know, Neil, Neil Sadler is um, one yep. of our members. Shout out to and, Neil. And yeah. He's, he got that, you know, you, this, you know how this team works. You know, when we ask you to do something, when we ask any of our members to do something, we have a team of seven that's working seven days a week, 10 to 12 hours a day during the time. I can honestly, truthfully say with full transparency that our team, we've never been more exhausted now than we have been in the past six years. Like we're, we're on it right now, right? Because this is the time. This is the time that if you have time at home, that one week in during this pandemic of a side hustle is equivalent to like one month in the real world. When else do you get eight to 10 hours uninterrupted to focus on your side hustle? And that was always the goal for Ani to have a CPG to get into the larger big box stores uh, to create a product that, you know, once we create a name for ourselves in the East Coast, people would just kind of relate and look up and be like, man, I'd love to have Ani Ramen at midnight or at off hours when I don't have to drive there yeah. at a more affordable price point. And that's what we did. Uh, we've been working with Sun for a while now uh, on our noodles, our soup base, and our design. As in the meantime, we're just going to be selling from our stores online and through our delivery service. But, you know, the goal is to be knocking on every single supermarket. So when you walk through, you see that Ani Ramen kit, you throw some in the, in the car, man. Yeah. No, that's what's up. How much are the kits? The kits are um, $7 for two portions. Wow. That's like super, and it's, yeah, that's and it's fresh, not expensive fresh, at all. No, it's fresh ramen kits. You can add your own new, you can add all your own toppings at home, your own meats. You can have, you can play around, but to have fresh ramen with a great soup base. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, totally. Uh, I would love to talk about um, hospitality. Go back to that a little bit because yeah. uh, you are an expert at that. Every time I've been, uh, I've had the pleasure of being a guest of yours um, at any of the Anis, even going all the way back to uh, beauty or even when we're just hanging out casually, I've always felt like you were taking care of the group and you were um, being very mindful and, and protective of, of those around you. Um, is that something that you, I feel like you've always had that to some capacity or like, I, I feel like the best ones in the restaurant business are like that. Would you say that? Absolutely. Well, thank you. First of all, brother. Um, but yeah, you know, ever since we were young, you know, that's something that my mother, my parents, my father always it's, they drilled that into me, you know, right. when having family meal at a restaurant before you don't just eat, you wait for the back of the house. It doesn't matter what position you are in the company. You can be the owner, the manager, the dishwasher, the nightly porter. It doesn't matter. We all eat the same exact meal at the same time. And we all help one another. We all clean up together. And I've always carried that throughout any time that we've gone out with friends, you know, you and I know that both know that when we were going out younger, we had friends that had it and friends that didn't. But that didn't all stop us from having a great time or all stop us from eating. It never, right. it never did. And going into the hospitality industry, um, as, as I got older, that's just what I wanted to do. I knew that, you know, for me, hosting a great dinner, hosting a great house party is the same as opening a restaurant. You know, someone comes to your door, you thank them for coming, you welcome them inside your home, yes. you offer them a drink. You let them know that food is coming. You entertain them. You make sure that the, the vibes in the house, the light, the music, everything's on point. And when you see something kind of going left or right that they're looking around, you're like, what can I get for you? You're like, food's coming out. After they're stuck, you're still offering them food. You're still offering them more drinks um, to the point where you're like, who's driving you home tonight? Are you good? Are you having a great time? <laughs> and then like when someone's leaving your house, like you never, you know, every time someone leaves Ani Ram's house, you'll notice that one of our staff members your people are thanking you and saying bye to you more than once. It's not just the hostess, it's the busser, it's the server, it's the manager, it's the hostess. You know, one guest, they're leaving, they're like, look, what's going on? Like, why, 
why did seven people just say body? Like I'm a celebrity here. Mm-hmm. It's like, cause we thank you. You can be dining anywhere. There's 20,000 restaurants in New York city and in New Jersey. And you decide to spend your time and your hard earned money with us. Like we thank you for coming out of your way, getting dressed up, coming to our house party and leaving. Right. Anytime someone mm-hmm. leaves your house, doesn't matter what you're doing. You're jumping out of your conversation. You're running to the door. You're hugging them. You're thanking them. And that's the same mentality that we have at Ani Ramen. Like we're a family restaurant. If you're coming to us, we want you to feel like you're in the know, you're in the in, that we want you to refer every single person in your phone book to come and dine the experience what we're about. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that level of hospitality is going to look like moving forward like how what what are the new um what are the new nuances of post-pandemic hospitality you think ensuring your guests that you're doing every single thing possible to keep them safe like if you go to ani right now it looks like a dental office it's bananas you come in you sanitize you have the hand sanitizer station when you first come in we have a log we do a temperature check as soon as you come in if you show any signs um coughing, uh, fever, you're automatically sent home, free testing. Uh, if anybody is uh, exposed to the virus and has it, you're, you don't have to worry about that. We're, you're taken care of. You're, you get paid sick leave. So people don't have to be afraid of coming in. And, you know, if you're at high risk, we urge you to stay home. But we've been, we've been on it. Like when you look at our places, we're constantly changing gloves. The amount of money we had to invest into our mm. restaurants for PPE is unreal. The masks, the gloves. We have alarms set every, I think every 20 minutes just to change gloves, regardless if you need to or not. Wow. So sometimes you're at a station, you're just working and you don't realize it. So we have signs posted everywhere. When you're making a left, right, in and out the kitchen, when you go from one station to the next, you have to change gloves. You have to sanitize. So our place itself, I mean, our restaurant was clean before because we're an open kitchen and, you know, we want you to see what's going on behind closed doors. But now it's unreal. You know, it's to the point where it like smells almost like a hospital. You smell all like the chlorine, the floors and everything. Yeah, it smells yeah. too clean. It doesn't <laughs> smell like an ramen anymore. You don't smell the, the home cooking anymore. Um, that's something you got to get used to. If, once you show your guests you're doing every you're going above and beyond to make sure they're, they're healthy, it starts there. And then from there, after takeout and we start filling our restaurants, our dining rooms, we have to make sure that carries over. We have to make sure that our staff is practicing all of our safety precautions. We're considering putting up barriers in between tables, like mm. like almost like acrylic barriers that I'm going to tap you on your shoulder soon. We'd want you to design. <laughs> all right, tight. It can't, just be, it can't just be clear and boring, right? It's got to yeah. have a rich suit touch on there. Yep. Um, got to be lit. Yeah, we, we want to make sure that when you come in, yeah, absolutely. When you when you come in, it has you have to feel like this restaurant has done everything possible for me to enjoy their, our, my meal here safely. If not, Nothing is worth going to a restaurant and feeling the vibe and the energy and the music and being in the atmosphere if it's not safe, right? Yeah. Nothing's worth it. So sure. we're doing everything we can on our side. Uh, we have about 100 ideas that we've thrown against the wall. And let's see what sticks. Dope. Um, also, you're one of the biggest sneakerheads that I know. <laughs> hard left turn <laughs> you're one of the og sneakerheads i ever knew where i remember when we were kids uh we would just go, 
Yeah, dunks. I was just gonna say that. Like literally going to like Jersey Gardens and then going to that Nike store looking for just like, you know, everything that they had on the racks. One of my uh my biggest regrets in our friendship was when we were hanging out at your house talking about the first mural for Ani Ramen. We were just drinking it up, like having a grand old time, and then you put a pair of sneakers on the table. It's like here, uh do the mural and this is yours. And I opened it up, it was a pair of uh uh Jordan five Supremes. Uh, and then I could tell us, so I was like, oh man, should I take these <laughs> or should I, should I not? It was like one of those moments where like, like, is this, are we doing this really right now? And then I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. But then I left. I was like, shit, I should have taken those Jordan Could have, would have, should have. I know, could have, would have, should have. I'll remember that for the next mural you have. I'm going to go through the archives and find out what I could bring out for you. Exactly. Now your rate's gone up, so I'm going to have to <laughs> set my game up some off lights now. Right, well, what's, uh, well, what's your secret game looking like right now? Because uh, my listeners tend to be into that stuff. So what are you? what is your secret game in the pandemic looking like? Wow, man, we started off at, we started off at following shops that had SB accounts. Yes. Going out to the, like, the, Dude, like the New subcultures. York, the staple. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, even the, Division shop. East. Uh, yeah, NJ Skate oh, Shop. Subculture. The East, they're the best. Yeah. So I mean, that, it started there for me, and then I started to really learn more about it. And I was like, oh, this is from kind of the Air Jordan 1 model. Oh, okay, silhouette. Got it. And then <laughs> Air Jordan 1s that I just fell in love with. And now it's like the classic every day. I mean, I brainwashed all my boys. Like, they can't wear, like, any new sneaker. They're like, oh my God. what is that? It's not a retro. <laughs> They're just stuck on, like, Jordan 1s now. Uh, poor kids, they go to the park and they come out with blisters on their feet because it's the worst <laughs> to play basketball in. Uh, but for me right now, I stick to the classics. I let all the youngins and I let all my kids that are catching up to me get all the new stuff. I am an, I'm a one, three, um, four. I mean, sub-11 is where I'm at with Jordans. There you go. And then I'm, it's hard for me not to get suckered into everything that Virgil does. Like, yep. just, I'm, I try not to be a hypebeast. But damn it, every time you look up and you see something new, you're like, I don't need this right now. Nobody <laughs> needs it. But um, I've definitely calmed out my shoe game. Uh, I got up there. Once I started putting a comma for my collection, I sold off a few hundred to a couple of shops. And then they started coming gifts. Everyone's like, oh, what size are you? They're like, Jacob's like, my, my oldest is like, I'm a 10 and a half now. My friend is 11. It's his birthday. I'm like, damn it. Okay, go take one. Go take one of these. Go take wow. one of these. And now Nick it's isn't a 10 and a half. He's a ten and a half. Holy my my fifteen year old kid is a ten and a half. Holy shit! And I'm, re- and I'm I'm regretting it because they're looking at my wall now and they're like opening up boxes. I'm like, guys, if you open up a box, can you please put it back where it belongs? It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's been I've, I've calmed down in the shoe game quite a bit uh, because I know all my all it is is going to be beaters for these three boys growing up. So it's changed a little bit. Nice. All right, brother. Yo, this has been really dope uh, catching up, and we have to do this IRL very, very soon. It's been an absolute pleasure, man. Um, don't yeah. forget, you have uh, you have only five, lo- no pressure, you have five locations, five openings coming up that you've oh, yeah. all the walls for. <laughs> cool. You pull up about to 120 feet. Space, <laughs> no nice. Pressure. Well, as long as you you know get me that full body saran wrap suit, then uh, then I'm all good. <laughs> got to get my PPE. We got you. Uh, that off white PPE. We got you. <laughs> Yo, did you real quick? Did you see? Um, I don't know if you saw. You've caught the end of uh, where Justin came on. He was wearing your this hoodie. Oh, the racing joint that you did for us. Oh yeah, yeah. Of and course. we've had 
we had about a hundred requests on ours. Justin had another two hundred requests where to get the hoodie. What? Jazz That's amazing. Jazz shouted it out. Yeah, DJ Jazz Jeff was like, "Yo, check, get some honey merch, get some swag." I was like, "Yo, okay, Jazz Jeff knows what's up." <laughs> It was, it was jockey, unreal to see it out yeah, there. Yeah, disc yes. jockey Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> That's what's uh, yeah. up. So we need to do something with Just. We need One to do a signature ghosts. series. Yeah, so you and Just need to connect, and you and Just Blaze need to do a signature series for Ani, for sure. Yo, for sure. Let's do it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do a, an elbow shake with Just Blaze. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I appreciate your time, brother. Yeah, you too. Where can our listeners find you? Um, how can they find the restaurant? And also, um, the Kickstarter, it ha- there's a few more days uh, left on that for our listeners to contribute because um, this will be going out like really soon. So tell us all that information. Yeah. Um, go to at Ani Ramen House, at Ani Ramen, and at Be Awesome Feed Somebody. Uh, the links are up on both our IG pages. Um, I'm It's Me Luck. Uh, check us out, support, go check out our Kickstarter over there. It goes all back to the restaurants and jumpstarting our next four locations for this nonprofit. Oh, thanks, brother. I appreciate your time, man. Yeah, you too. Thank you for listening. You can find the First Generation Burden podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and anywhere else you get your podcast content. Please rate us and drop a review. Go to firstgenburden.com for all the episodes. On Instagram, we're at firstgenburden. You can find me, your host, at Rich underscore T-U. Thanks to Listening Party and Des Jin team for their support. Be safe, everyone. Bye.